Hey guys, it's my absolute honor to have Dylan B. on this episode of the podcast. He's one of UMass Lowell's finest. He's a great electrical engineer, and he's an even better friend. You can see him whizzing around campus on an electric longboard. Fantastic guy. I really think y'all will enjoy this episode. Dylan, welcome to Floodlandia, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Jack. How are you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm doing good. You win the award for uh, longest pre-interview conversation. <laughs> we, were, we were talking for a good 55 minutes, so <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, about yeah. drawing it out so long. But no, just, that was good. Yeah, that some, was good, good practice. some good conversation topics. Yeah, dude, get get the mouth muscles flowing and just all relaxed. So, um, dude, how's your winter been going? Have you gone to ski a lot or not really? Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I've actually gone skiing more than I expected to this year. I was able to borrow some friends season passes. So I've, I've gone five times now. Um, yeah, I believe five times. I actually, um, I, last time I went skiing last week, I, uh, chipped a bone in my pinky oh, and wow. I got a very, very small hair fracture and I sprained my thumb oh, from, wow. from the fall. So that was no bueno, but oh geez so other than that pretty good does that happen often or is this like the first time you've gotten injured skiing i uh so i have broken bones on four separate occasions now and two the first two times were while snowboarding the second two times were while skiing so i've only ever um fractured or chipped a bone while out on the snow um but uh, it's uh it's kind of surprising too because i i I do a lot of skateboarding and longboarding during the summer and you'd expect pavement to be a little more unforgiving than snow but yeah it hasn't been my luck oh wow dude i i did not have good luck uh back in like seventh or eighth grade dude i I was trying to be a skater boy i was trying to be the guy that avril levine (laughs) sings about dude but uh so i have a very uneven driveway and uh, it really wasn't a good place to practice, so I skateboarded on the sidewalk near my house, like right across the street. But it was pretty narrow, and I wasn't very good. So I ended up just, like, falling, and I fractured, like, one of my toes, dude. Ooh. And uh, it yep. just was, was not a good time. I had to wear, like, a work boot for, like, a while. But uh, you know this. I decided to get back on the horse. I just yep. got a long board, like, a few weeks ago, and I, I haven't died yet. So nice. that's, yeah. Have you dude, been taking I, it out often or, um, dude, I was, I honestly, I've only done it. Like I, I got it. It's like one day and then I practiced that day and like two or three others. Then it starts snowing a ton. Yeah. So like my driveway hasn't been dry in like a while. It's like right. nice and paved now. So this is way better than back in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I was, I was getting better. Like dude, the first day was, was so bad. Like I'm so not used to, just being on a moving surface <laughs> it, it definitely yeah. takes some adjustment but right. my sister i didn't even know she knew how to skate but i guess she'd been like borrowing one of her friends longboards at college so like she actually knew what she was doing so she was like teaching me <laughs> oh awesome that's really <laughs> yeah. cool yeah me and her are, are very different people like she's always like a little fearless and i'm overly cautious and a ton of stuff so <laughs> It's Word. there's a big difference, and she's she's a rock climber too. I oh, went bouldering awesome. with her, and like I'll go like two or three feet off the ground, but my issue <laughs> is always how to get down because mm-hmm. there's a certain point where I'm like I'm not going to be able to climb down the way I climbed up. So either I got to try that and fall, or I just have to push myself off the wall and fall. So either way, it ends in falling, which <laughs> was never something I was a big fan of. 
You gotta get com- you gotta get comfortable with that, anyways. You yeah. know, sitting in the harness, trusting the person down at the yeah. bottom, you know, to belay you properly. But, yeah, uh, no, this was bouldering though, so uh, you weren't strapped in at all. It was oh. just just kind of free. Have oh, you been to a rock gym right now? I've been to a, I've been to a rock gym a few times. Um, I actually went um, actual rock climbing in uh, Rocksmith Smith State Park in uh, Oregon oh, back wow. in uh, August. Do you um you know the Cliff Bar? Um, energy bars yeah yeah that um that park was where that picture was from oh wow um, which is really cool so we went uh we did actual rock climbing there um with a buddy a couple buddies and um yeah no very cool that was i think that might have been the first yeah i think that was the first time it was actual like rock climbing on on actual rock not just oh, wow. you know like it not not inside a gym but it was very very fun um it's you got to be you got to you got to you got to have a lot of endurance and cardio with your with your technique especially in the hands but um it's very cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I want to get into it. I'm dude, I'm just so much in my head all the time. And in some things, it's great for me, like with writing lyrics and stuff. Like, I feel like I'm very in tuned with like how I feel. But in other things, it's like I just need to stop thinking and just do things, <laughs> yep. which is hard for me with a lot of stuff physical like that. Like, I yep. just need to take like the discomfort out of the picture and just be like, well, dude, I'm doing it because I just exactly. I tell myself I can't and then I can't. When I know I really can, but it's just easier to say I can't and then not. So, right. dude, that's that's a mental, mental yeah, well, barrier. As, uh, sometimes something I like to remind myself is you're as human as anyone else that's doing anything insane. You know, any yeah. human that's that's hitting a gnarly half pipe on a skateboard, a twenty foot half pipe, or any human that's hitting a sixty foot jump on skis, you're as human as them. They just have a little more confidence than than you do. You know, but yeah. it's just a, it's just a couple barriers you got to go through. I did exactly confidence, but also practice too. practice. Practice. Of course, <laughs> of yeah, course. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. So yeah. Bouldering though, like most rock gyms just have like an area where you don't strap in and it's, it's a lot lower. Like it probably only goes up like 10 feet or so. Okay. But uh, Is it the same like style? Or is it like, you have those, those uh, plastic knobs that you're, that yeah. you're climbing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Cool. So you got those and, some of it's some of it's kind of wild like there's some like not quite 90 degree like angles but right like yeah yeah those inverted ones are uh i i've done those a few times at rock gyms but every rock gym yeah. i went to you were we were bladed but um yeah those are uh those are very tiresome on the arms yeah for sure dude i i do the easiest ones and mostly get like <laughs> halfway up so. <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's a workout for sure the, the people that are able to rock climb very efficiently just have ridiculous forearm strength ridiculous grip strength you know just different different level of your average human yeah for sure like some of those guys that wear like tank tops doing it or even like not wearing shirts doing it you just see how ripped they are it's it's insane but they spend probably like hours and hours every week doing it so after a while it really really start to see your Dude, that's the cool thing about the human body. It adapts. The oh, more yeah. you need to rock climb, the more it makes you able to rock climb. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was a big mental thing too, you know, actually physically enduring it, you know, while your brain is present, you know, and having those experiences embedded in your memory, it, it makes it a lot easier to tell your brain like, okay, I've done this before. I can do it again. I know what to expect, you know. And of course you have your muscles that are also adapting. You got muscle memory that you know, has that, uh, has, has that trace, but yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think we talked before too with guitar, you get the calluses on your fingers that right. just make it so much easier to play. And yeah. again, there's a lot of muscle memory there. Like sometimes I I barely like if I try to write down what I'm playing, I can't like remember, but I can just play it because I've played it so many times that it just like becomes a part of me almost, which is really cool. But uh, then you gotta gotta keep practicing though, because that goes away fast if you yeah. don't keep on it. Yeah, I was playing guitar. I I really need to. I really want. It's one of my goals. I want to just start getting into an instrument again. But I was playing yeah. guitar for several months back in senior year of high school, and I I developed those those fingertip hand callus, and it was really cool once they were once they were kind of like thick and padded, and yeah. you know, uh, uh, I was playing a, a a very thick acoustic guitar that had very high gauge uh, strings, and um, it was very difficult at first. It, it hurt. It hurt a lot to try to, yeah. you know, press notes down. But, um, you know, after a few months, it um, it was very easy. You, know, you just get used to it. That's awesome. Yeah. I ended up getting uh, my first guitar is um, a Gretsch semi-hollow body. It's like mm -hmm. Chuck Berry red, like got kind of candy apple gloss, dude. I'll have to send you a picture later. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so you can basically play it electric or acoustic because it's got those mm -hmm. like violin cutouts almost. Like oh, okay. that sort of thing. And um, my dad had been talking to one of his friends that's a professional musician. And uh, he, I forget how much the guitar ended up being. It wasn't like insanely expensive, but he was like, make sure to get him something good. Because starting off with like a guitar that's wicked hard to play is like how most people stop playing. So, dude, it's good you were able to stick through like. I'm not saying the guitar you used and was bad by any means, but having those thick strings, like I know exactly what you're saying. That yeah. makes it so hard to play. And yeah. I was doing some research at one point to 90% of uh, people that start playing guitar aren't still playing after a year. Makes sense. Honestly, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Because dude, everyone wants to be a rock star for sure, but it's <laughs> dude, there's a lot that goes into it. I'm not going to say I'm like fantastic by any means. I've basically taught myself everything that I know, like just from YouTube and stuff. So it's not like I just manifested stuff like on my own. I had to like watch other people and stuff, but it's good way um, to learn. yeah, for sure. Dude, YouTube's like so good with uh, just teaching like everything. I don't think there's a skill you can't learn on YouTube, maybe yep. brain surgery. Like you probably could learn mm -hmm. that on YouTube, but I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I would prefer if I was going into brain surgery to know that my doctor didn't have his credentials just from YouTube and he yeah. actually went through the books. But yeah, yeah, dude, definitely, dude. Uh, it's definitely a good place to start start learning. It's a cool thing about um, cool thing about the internet nowadays. Dude, exactly for sure, and I feel like I haven't learned quite as quickly as someone that was taking lessons all the time. But I've kind of learned in a way that makes me want to keep learning. Which that's, I think, that's the important part. It's getting that hook, you know, you just want to go back. Absolutely. I forget if I ever told you like why I started learning guitar, but I've been playing, uh, or I've been writing lyrics like forever since I was probably like a sophomore in high school mm -hmm. and because seventh grade English class, they had us write poetry and like right. every other kid was writing, uh, something and like they'd read it to the class and the teacher would be like, wow, that'd be great to put on a mother's day card. And uh, then I, I went up there. She was like, wow, Jack, that that's heavy. Please don't put that on a Mother's Day card. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, in my start into, I guess, lyric writing and just kind of 
through that sort of medium of like poetry and stuff anyways. And Mm -hmm. then during high school, I never played an instrument. My dad tried to teach me drums because he was a drummer and a drum teacher for a long time, but I never really had the rhythm and stuff. So then, uh, end of high school, it was like, you know, I've been writing all these lyrics. I want them to like go to music, but I don't play an instrument. So I had a friend that uh, played guitar, another friend that was a drummer, and a friend that was willing to sing. He wasn't a singer, but he was like, yeah, I'll sing. So I was trying to get them together, but it was the end of senior year of high school. Everyone just got busy. Me and the guitarist wrote, like, two songs together. Then no one ever met up to, like, practice them or anything. And uh, it kind of, like, dissipated quickly, which wasn't very surprising. But in my head, I was like, you know... I wouldn't have to go find a guitarist if I was the guitarist. Same thing with singing, too. Singing, I haven't gotten there yet. I need to start learning that better. But that's kind of my thing. It's like, well, if I can do it all myself, then I, I don't need to rely on other people that might or might not be as like interested, which, to be fair, there's a ton to say for like a band that works wicked well together. Like A single artist cannot ever... like reach what a full band of individuals can do when they play together if they do it really well like i don't know like skinnard and a lot of those other like older bands they just they hit a chord that really worked well together right so yeah christy christy number of musicians here christian the probability of uh you know different sounds that you can make yeah, it just allows for the variety of music, all the variety that is available to us today. It's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. It, it kind of, in some ways, it allows for uh, more vision, but also less vision. Because if I have an idea of something I see a very particular way, if I'm working by myself, granted I'm talented enough to do it, I can get that exact vision out there. When you work with other people, it's kind of like a sounding board and everyone has some input. So what ends up coming out could be way better than what you originally planned, or it could just be like a more diluted version of what you wanted to do. So there's, there's a fine balance for sure. For sure. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to talk for sure, dude, about uh, kind of after college and stuff. Cause you're, you're, you're in your final semester too, right? Yeah. I, I, I intend to push, um, push my graduation to fall. I, I gotta, gotta bust out some classes in the summer to get it done, but I, oh, okay. I really want to be done by fall for sure. So, Oh, okay, dude, that's awesome. Oh yeah, dude. Sorry. I knew that. I forgot for a second. My no, bad. No worries. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we're still in the, in the home stretch though, senior year. Yep. So, um, well, first yes. off, did you ready to be done? Or? I am so ready to be done. I would just, uh, take what I learned, get the piece of paper that says I, learned it and um try to use that as leverage to get a decent job my plans for the start are um i I don't i don't have any intention of moving out into an apartment um right away or anytime soon really um just because i i would much rather save the money and um, i'm comfortable here at home as it is my parents have like they don't mind me staying here at all so um also i really love my dog yeah. <laughs> that's 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 something that i uh it's i uh I, i'm riding with her to the end um but there we go yeah live here save up some money and then um you know once once my dog has eventually passed um we'll make the we'll make the investment and the transfer into some kind of van build it out yeah. to uh to my needs and um 
you know, from there, I really have no idea. But once I once I have something phys- physical that I own and that will uh, yeah. accommodate me in a, in a com- comfortable way and accommodate my lifestyle, you know, I'm it, it's it's free play from there. You know, if I just want to drive up to some random mountain to wake up in the morning to hike and ski or, you know, wherever, go go visit all the states I've always wanted to visit. But Dude, that'd that's, be awesome. Yeah. Keeping it's keeping me uh it's keeping me perked up, you know. It's um, it's my uh, it's my visions for the future to uh, that are that are driving me forward for sure. But yep. yeah, absolutely. So, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's a big distinction. Nah, working to get to a goal that isn't necessarily work. Like you want to be able to have the lifestyle to travel the country and stuff, and probably work right. remotely in order to do exactly. that. I exactly. feel like especially like kind of in Western culture, work tends to be the goal a lot, which I feel like isn't always the way it should be. But uh, I see a lot people want to get into a career to keep going up and up in the career. And like, I'm not saying you don't want to get higher positions and stuff, but uh, just saying that kind of I'm the same way. I want to do the music, obviously, like as much as I can. So I right. want to find a job that allows me to support that lifestyle because I know just being a musician as a career right off the bat, you'll barely be able to have money to pay rent or anything. So right. in, instead of making my career and my main goal the same thing at first, having a career that can support the main goal is definitely the way to do it. Right. No, that's, that's, that's a very smart way to do it. You know, a lot of people like that structure in their life, um, that, that, that work structure where, you know, you can move up in that pyramid. But, um, you know, for me, I, I, something that just distinguishes me from my dad, for example, my dad always talked about when he was younger, how he never really had, um, a very distinct vision on what he wanted to do. And that was, that was I think, you know, still seeing who he is today was part of what held him back, I think, you know, from what he could have done. You know, he's just always kind of stuck in a job that he doesn't really want to be in. And he's moved a lot, moved through a lot of jobs. Um, He's never really gotten to where he's want to be. And, you know, I, I feel like that all stemmed from him when he was my age, just not really knowing where your passions were at. But I, I know exactly what I want to do. I know what I like to do. I know the goals I want to accomplish and something like van life is something that can easily, easily accommodate my lifestyle. And it honestly fits my personality as well. You know, I, I I don't mind being alone. I I like being on the road. I like having something that's, um, that, that, that's just kind of small and tacky, but it, it, but it's all there, you know, it's, I have everything I need. Um, and then, my engineering degree through UMass Lowell will just be that, that little stepping stone to support me wherever I am in the country. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's how I'm setting myself up. Well, uh, hopefully it all pays off. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it will. But yeah, I, I feel like nowadays, or it's, it's always easy to just like follow the, the path in front of you. And I feel like a lot of times now that path is graduating high school, going to college, yeah graduate in yep. college and working a nine to five till you're yep. 70, uh, yep. <laughs> retiring, <laughs> golfing for a few years and then passing yep. away. Yeah. Which... Yep. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how, how so many people are just kind of okay with that. 
yeah. don't know. I don't there, know. There's I, there's a comfort in the repetition. There is. Sure. Yeah. No, there is. That's very true. Yeah, but um, dude, I feel like both of us, like we both have like the technical mindsets for sure, but feel like we've also got the, a lot of the real creative side and also we're always trying to like explore especially you like wanting to drive around the whole country and stuff i kind of i don't know i feel like i'm always trying to like understand new stuff and like understand the world better but especially mm -hmm. during quarantine it's hard to do that i think i want to <laughs> yeah. i want to yeah. start exploring a lot more once it's over i think it's given me a new newfound respect for the sure. world you know what kind of avenues do you want to you want to explore to expand your understanding about the world? I don't know, just dude, uh, probably just drive to other states for <laughs> a good start. It's a good start, you know, meeting new people, seeing seeing how the land is different, you know, in other places, seeing what culture how the culture varies, you know. Yeah, cuz I feel like I feel like stuff's very binary for me, like zero and one, on and off sort of thing where <laughs> I I've told you before I like thinking about like moving down south or something because yep. i think it's something i'd like but it's like dude there's no reason i can't go there for like a couple weeks and like right. see how it is and just explore stuff like to a degree i don't have to up and move in order to experience something different so mm -hmm. i i think understanding that there's gradients and stuff and it isn't either a life-changing decision or no change at all like there's kind of in-betweens yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, that's it's exactly what is so appealing to me about just living in a van. Yeah. It's just getting exactly what you just described. Those different levels of gradient of wherever you are, just those those different experiences, you know, that vary from place to place. Um, yeah. You know, and just just having the ability at the snap of my finger to just kind of upend it all. And if I want to just in at two in the morning, wherever I am, drive five hundred miles west or a hundred yeah. miles north and be in a totally different environment where it, it was 90 degrees south, but it's, it's 20 degrees snowing up here. You know, I, I'll yeah. have that option. Dude, absolutely. But, um, yeah. Dude, there's a freedom for sure. That is yeah. hard yeah. to find because I feel like you, you start to build anchors in life. And yeah. if it's like kind of a house or people, like right. it, it becomes really hard to kind of uproot that and, decide if you want to uproot that sometime so definitely definitely it'll be good for at least a few years to be able to kind of just dude be free <laughs> yeah, feel like yeah. feel yeah, like just... that's definitely a goal everyone has different people have different ways of trying to get there right and uh dude, do you think uh you'll you'll get another dog when you start the van life have a little van puppy i know <laughs> when i see instagram accounts of like van life there's usually a dog sitting <laughs> sitting there watching the sunrise dude i would love to um yeah i'm also realistic i think yeah. you know small space is not ideal for a dog um right if i'm working a lot um depending on where i am like if i if i do have to be away from the van you know i don't want to leave the dog just to be alone right. in the tiny space but also uh having lived in this small condo i've lived in for the for the last 22 years of my life and we've had eight cats um a total of eight cats we have five cats now but you know at 1.8 and then we have a dog wow. and a bunch of other pets it, a lot of hair <laughs> gets around and uh oh wow i i think i need a break from all the animal hair so i i, I to that to that question probably not but um yeah. i do 
once I, I do want to have my own place eventually at whatever point in my life I'm at. Um, and once I, once I achieve that, you know, I'll definitely have a bunch of dogs, probably have a little yeah. farm as well, but yeah. Dude, absolutely. We should get neighboring farms, dude. I'm, I'm start, so down, Jack. Dude, Let me start know. a community. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Dude, absolutely. But, oh, oh geez, I was just going to say something else. Oh, dude, I forget what it was now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would, would yep. you say you're more uh, a dog person or a cat person? Because I know you said you have uh, five cats, but you were also saying yeah. you'd miss your dog. You didn't mention missing the cats yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my – I like the cats a lot. Um, yeah, I guess I'm probably more of a dog person. I, the dog's a little different. I, it's a, There's a little more synergy between yeah. me and the dog. The dog's also a little more attentive and responsive to you. You know, she's yeah. she she stares at you when you talk to her, and she's she's responding with the head. She's responding to your voice. You know, you can you can yeah. tell her to come, can whistle, and she's going to be there. You know, I can have her right outside my backyard, and I live in a community neighborhood. We, no one owns any of the land; it's all community shared. But oh, wow. we still have you know kind of respected sections of whatever backyard is directly behind your house that you know neighbors respect. Right. And you know, I just let the dog run loose. You know, I don't bother using a leash you know there's just a set of woods back there and uh yeah you can just let her roam free you know she's not gonna run off if she sees a squirrel or a different dog or a person or anything but um uh, do new there's, there's, a, there's a greater there's a greater level of trust with the dog than than i do with cats but i do like cats as well yeah cats are good dude that's yeah. awesome uh my mom's allergic to cats so we've never or we haven't had pets anyways but especially not cats just because the allergy but your cats always seem so like untrusting to me and it's it's like more like you just have this thing that kind of lives in your house it doesn't necessarily like you all the time it just like yeah. coexists yep. yep no that's that's pretty spot on honestly it's um cats also vary in personality a lot like i have one cat yeah. that's super lovey-dovey she'll come right up to you she's instantly purring and all she wants is pets and she's yeah. just going to be as friendly as, as can be um but then i have another cat who will visit me like maybe like once every couple of weeks only when when she feels like it oh, and wow. if i if I, I i like to mess with her a lot if she's like laying down somewhere i'll go up to her and i'll just like you know start kind of rubbing her belly or whatever and she'll just like definitely she's not having it and she'll just she'll try to claw or bite but it doesn't oh, geez. it doesn't hurt enough for me to stop so i'll just keep oh, doing yeah. it so. <laughs> there we go so are these indoor cats or do they also just go outside yeah Per my mom's requests, um, they're for the most part indoor. I do like to let them outside, or a couple of them, not most of them. Actually, most of them don't even like to go outside. Two of oh, them okay. like to go outside. Um, so I'll let them out on the porch. Oh, okay. Uh, when you were saying you only see uh, one of them every two weeks, I didn't know if it just went into the woods <laughs> or like two weeks straight and just came back yeah. when it was bored. No, I mean, just like if I'm chilling up here in my room yeah. and if I had my door open, um, you know, if she was just going to walk in my room and ask for pets. Only one of the cat does that. Most, oh, of, them, okay. most of them do not do that. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I they're, want they're, pets. they're a little more picky. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I want pets so bad, but yeah. uh, also goats for sure. I, I don't know if they count as a pet, kind of. <laughs> yes, they do. I, uh, I, I don't think I, I don't know if I told you this, but I went on a um, – I hiked Mount Lafayette a couple of years ago, and during the hike – um, people had, I, it was the first time I ever seen it. People had these big goats, really big goats. There's probably like three of them and they were wow. just like gearing them all up to go up this 
5200 foot mountain and oh, dude, uh, they had like little yet. backpacks on they had like <laughs> they had like boots and stuff like they were like surprisingly well geared and um yeah it was the first time i ever seen mountain goats in new hampshire going getting ready for hikes yeah, yeah that's dude cool. that's unreal i i saw some of that stuff like online i started doing a ton of research at one point my parents are not a fan of the idea so again gotta wait <laughs> for a... the farm <laughs> yeah 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 no, it was it was always kind of weird with um pets here we uh like when I was seven or eight years old, it was, my dad was just not about pets at all. And then right. one day we we're just like, all right, we're just going to get a cat. And then that cat, that was the gateway to, to so many other pets. We ended up getting beard dragons. Wow. I ended up getting um, a three foot iguana when I was older. So many, we've gone through so many fish, so many um, frogs. Um, and then of course all the cats and the dog that we, uh, that we have now. But, wow. Did you ever have any birds? No birds. I know. I, I Doesn't really want Travis have like a forty-year-old uh, parrot or something? That's a good question. You know, I'm not actually sure. He it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I I'm honestly not sure. I, yeah, I have no idea. I, I feel like I was talking to him one day, and he was complaining about a bird that was almost as old as his father, something like that. Huh. I'd be. I mean, if he had a forty-year-old bird, that would be. That'd honestly be impressive. Um, yeah, I'm honestly not sure. He might have a bird. I really don't know though. I know he just got a he just got a cat. Last oh year. really? Oh, baby kitten. Oh, but, dude, that's nice. Dude, yeah. so many people have been getting pets during like quarantine and everything. It's because they have <laughs> they <laughs> have nice nothing else to fill their lives with joy. They're like, okay, <laughs> we're getting an animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a good little filler. You know, they're fun. They're fun to have for the first week until yeah. <laughs> until you get bored of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're just stuck with it. <laughs> exactly. That's why I like when my neighbors get them because right. I get, get the then you get all the pleasure. And then I can go home. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. One of my friends has ferrets, and uh, she named one of them after me. His middle or his first name, I think. Uh, which one did she name after me? Miso. Miso was his first name. Jack Flood Jr. is his middle name. <laughs> a ferret with a with a middle name? Yeah. The middle name is is your full name. Yeah, with junior or, or, after or it. first and last. That's yeah. quite interesting. Dude, right. exactly. I don't know if it's legally that or just that's what we call him now. <laughs> but the ferret has a legal name now? We got to well, legally document this? Yeah. Dude, I think so. I think there's pet insurance and stuff, so there's probably mm. some pet birth certificates. <laughs> I was unaware of the whole pet legal pet naming industry. <laughs> Dude, I'm you know I'm I haven't been in the pet industry ever, so who knows? I'm probably just making stuff up at this point. You know better than me. <laughs> I really don't. But, uh, uh, yeah, her ferrets are named Udon and Miso, just after one's after noodles, and I think the other's rice. I don't know enough about foods of the world to tell you which is which. <laughs> but um, yeah, so dude, they're pretty cool. They. They smell a lot. Like yeah, I, that's, when anyone mentions ferrets, that's the immediate um, that's the immediate stigma that I think of. Is my my sister always wanted to get ferrets when we were younger because yeah. we go to the, the pet store and they'd have them. But um, that was that was always the stigma. It's like oh, they smell so bad. Just well, but they're cute. They're little liquid noodles. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Honestly. Uh... One of them got so excited one day when I was like playing ukulele, just started like dancing around me. I felt like a ferret whisperer. <laughs> like yeah. a mammal version of like an inchworm that is yeah. 
too agile. <laughs> Dude, honestly, just if you hold them by like right under their arms, they just wiggle so much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dude, they're just like a furry snake. Yeah, no, they literally are. Yeah, just a little loose, you know. Yeah, really. But yeah, I think goats are, or dogs are my number one. Goats are my number two. And then chickens, I think, are in there. I want some fresh eggs, dude. I feel like chickens would be divas, though. I don't know. <laughs> I've uh, I've seen videos online of how you can like hypnotize a chicken. Oh really? I, it, um, I forget the exact process. It's it's literally just like with a stick in the dirt or something, and like if you just get the chicken to like st- I forget exactly what they do, but they get it to like stare at the stick or something while they make a circle in the dirt, and the chicken just becomes completely immobile. And oh it's wow! Just, like just completely <laughs> hypnotized. It's very it's very weird. Dude, that's but, uh, fresh fresh eggs would be really nice from chicken. That's um. That's a good reason to have to have chickens. Oh yeah, for sure. And the goats, I want to get goat's milk too, because that stuff's like mad mm-hmm. expensive. Uh, big cow, or I don't know what you call the milk industry. Uh, <laughs> big cow. Yeah. There's some big cows. <laughs> Dude, they they make it so hard to get like reasonably priced goat's milk. So I thought the easiest yeah. way to do that would just be right. to make or have my goats make their own milk. Do you uh do you avoid cow milk altogether, or do you just do you drink it to avoid the price of goat milk? Honestly, I don't drink milk in general, but I know <laughs> it's good for me. <laughs> so, so you so you wanna you wanna you wanna rectify that by by drinking milk, but you just you prefer the goat milk. Yeah, yeah, basically, and also I feel like they put so many like preservatives and different stuff in like everything we eat. I kind of think it would be interesting to try to go to like a more like just natural form of food which right. i feel like the best way to do that is just by growing your own stuff and having the animals like make the eggs and milk if if you feed them the right stuff then it should be like as healthy as it gets you know mm, yeah no, that makes sense it's cool yeah so i don't know a ton about like all that goes into really like sustainable like healthy living you know i'm i'm talking big talk but <laughs> hopefully over the next few years i can kind of learn more about that because dude it just I feel like it's so crazy these days. Like all the, dude, I love fast food more than the next dude. No question. But <laughs> yep. But uh, at a certain point, my metabolism isn't going to save me anymore. So I gotta gotta start living healthy. You know. Yep. Hey, I mean, just uh, I feel like it's not hard to eat healthy. You know, just eating a good cut of meat, unless you just want to be vegetarian. No, I, but, I, I could not do that. I yeah, could not. No, I, I also could not. I love chicken too much. I like honestly. I could. I can definitely limit beef in my life, but yeah. a, a good cut of beef, I think, is is gonna do you fine every now and then. Dude, the I real question think, though is, do you think you could date a vegetarian, or is that is that a deal breaker? Ooh, that is a good question, honestly. You know, I don't. If she has an interesting enough personality, yeah. and if her her being vegetarian isn't her personality. Yeah. Um, I don't think it bothered me that much at all. But, okay. Um, sounds good. And dude, I wasn't, or I was more talking about people that it was like an actual choice. I know there's some people that just like, for some health reason, they can't, I'm not passing any judgment on that. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't discrimination. This is no, no judgment. Uh, if you're just trying to better yourself. Dude, absolutely. Dude. I have no problem with vegetarians, no problem <laughs> with uh, vegans. I, there was some movie, my, my dad was telling me about where there was a scene where someone was like a fruititarian or something, but they'd only eat fruit that fell from a tree because taking it from a tree <laughs> would be like, yeah, it, it was a whole joke. Like it wasn't, this wasn't a documentary or anything. This is like some weird scene in a movie, but I always just thought that was so funny. But, and that's, um, um, 
at some um, at some very uh, conformist mentality. Like I gotta I gotta always do the right thing, even though I I'm not sure if this is actually the right thing. But I think it's the right thing, so I'm gonna yeah. do it anyways. I'm morally doing good, even though morality is arguably subjective. But yeah, as long as I feel like I'm doing good, that's all that matters, Jack. Dude, exactly. <laughs> Dude, there we go. Yeah, dude, for sure. Dude, ah, I was reading a book a while ago on, or I think I was talking about this on a different podcast. I was also talking to uh, Travis about this, but are you familiar with Jordan Peterson? I've seen him on, on the Joe Rogan show. Yeah, I, yeah, he had a book like uh, the 12 rules of life or something. And it's really, he goes so much into like philosophy and everything and yep. just like, He's uh, an atheist, I'm pretty sure, or at least agnostic yep. or something. But he yep. just talked so much about how, like, kind of most of, like, the basis of Christianity is, like, really good lessons for society. Like, It's very true, yeah. Yeah, which, which is kind of interesting because he's able to separate the belief in God from kind of <laughs> the, the main, uh, like, rules or main lessons of Christianity, which is kind of interesting because I feel like that's where a lot of people have trouble. Like, like if I, if I don't believe in God, I kind of don't agree with anything or I don't want to listen to anything the religion has to say. Yeah. I don't think that makes any sense at all. You know, I, yeah. I've, I, I don't think, you know, if, if let's say I, I'm not accusing anyone here, but let's say like a Christian attacks an atheist for having no morals like that. That clearly doesn't make any sense. Like obviously right. there's a lot of, a lot of good moral values to, um, that will just define you as a relatively good and useful person um it that are defined in religion um it doesn't mean that you have to follow the bible or assume that it's all the events that are that are prescribed are real and to assume that there is some kind of higher power you know but right right and the, you can still be a good person if you're yeah. atheist that's um no, dude, absolutely bottom line <laughs> yeah and, uh dude i'm i'm religious but i i don't really go to church or anything but like i believe okay. in god and stuff and sure. i always dude i think it's interesting well first thing the bible's been changed so much over the years sometimes like right. i don't know to benefit certain parties involved that's that's just what i'll say but uh also you got to think back to like when this when like the bible was like existing or like was being written or however you want to call it being brought into the world dude these people like really were very like simplistic on a lot of stuff so yeah it's easier to tell stories very simplistic stories of like to make sense of this for someone that isn't really an intellectual at all like no exactly intellectuality probably wasn't even really a thing back then like there's some greek philosophers back in the day but your average like shepherd just yeah. knows what he sees in the world and that's about it exactly so yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a standard education at all and also the level of education was significantly lower yeah than what is today so Dude, absolutely so i think a lot of it is kind of like just explained in a way that people would understand not meaning it actually happened in that way sure and also like dude i don't know if this is getting kind of i don't know if deep or what but i feel like if God exists and stuff, there can also be kind of like a different plane of existence where that, yeah. that sort of stuff goes down. So if if something happens in that plane of existence, we might experience it here in a different way, like literally like parting the seas and stuff. Maybe that happened. And I don't know. I don't know enough about religion to really say too much. But 
you know, sure. stuff that sounds like super out of this world. Maybe there's different plane of existence where it happened and then the effects of it we feel in different ways here so that it, reality can exist the way we know it, but also not at the same time. Yeah, I mean, reality is, is is what we're able to observe and and see in a repeatable form. You know, that's that's what yeah. objective, that's what objectivity is. And that's what science, like actual science. You know, not not debatable science. Like, hmm, did dinosaurs have feathers or not? That we don't yeah. actually know for sure. But right. you know, physics, chemistry, yeah. you know, math, something physical properties of our universe that we can replicate and repeat and define in our own language. You know, yeah. but um, it's. Yeah, one reason I, I or that I'm kind of prescribed to the agnostic atheist side of things, which, yeah. by the way, I, I I do want to point out, I, most atheists are definitely like considered agnostic atheists. You know, the the whole premise behind atheism is, well, we're, we're there's a confidence level where there probably isn't, or we think that there probably isn't a god or a higher power, but at the end of the day, we have no idea because, because that's right. the whole point. We, we yeah. as humans have no idea what is bigger than us yet. That's why God can't be proven or disproven because we haven't proven what is bigger than us. We don't know everything. Right. But um, I, I, I really have a, it's, it's obvious there's a great complexity to our universe, just a, a significant complexity of everything that we, that is completely unknown. You know, the, what I was talking about, uh, over text with you know the macrocosm yeah. of everything you know it's it's we've done a good job defining a lot but there's just so much that hasn't been touched we have really no idea how you know on a, on a fundamental quantum level how particles are truly interacting with each other and how they affect each other and there's just so much that we're so unaware of and there's just it's just this greater complexity that that leaves me to believe that or, or i guess see religion as a, a, a simplification to what everything is so that's that's i guess a, a kind of why i've fallen into the more atheist category but um right yeah the we uh it's reality's weird and there's a there's a significant complexity to everything so it absolutely we may never know <laughs> dude we that's may not mind. dude for sure but you know i I try to I try to appreciate like the world when I can like yeah dude I, I absolutely. feel like high school it was a little easier I was I was in like a kind of wild headspace in high school I feel like high school in general you start to like start thinking about the world more like before you're like 13 and stuff it really I don't know you just kind of go with the flow but dude well, thinking when I'm in the shower every water droplet has all these molecules of hydrogen and oxygen in it and it just these everything is built up of so many tiny things and i'm the yep. only person in the universe looking at those exact molecules at that moment that moment in time will never exist again just like dude not even high or anything this is just how i think <laughs> <laughs> only a sober mind could produce that yeah dude i guess so but uh i don't know yeah my mind will just or i just go down those like rabbit holes sometimes and it's kind of yeah. wild but yeah everything is so awesome dude i feel like we get so caught up in life that we forget what life is if that makes any sense yep yeah yeah that's um just putting just putting everything into perspective is easy to kind of or i think it's a good therapeutic way to help pull yourself out of i guess negative depressive thoughts and feelings and emotions you know just yeah really you really really got to understand 
how lucky you are. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you could, you could be that, that unfortunate deer that's just spawned into the world and is immediately taken away by a predatory wolf or something. But now you're, you're, you're a human being. You're living in one of the best, if not the best country in the world where life is comfortable and you're handed a lot of things just right to you. Yeah. So absolutely uh, you got to constantly remind yourself of that perspective yeah for sure i i think we're in a very interesting time with technology too because technology grows like exponentially like one of my classes was showing like how many transistors they can fit in like a single like wafer now versus like 50 years ago it's i forget how many it is i think it's like millions or something it's just absolutely crazy and Do you like I'm trying to figure out when the sweet spot of technology is going to be. I feel like everyone in a generation always or at least some people, at least at least me, I I always have like a mistrust of technology. And I feel like we're getting to the point where technology is starting to become too much. But I don't know if that's like what they were saying in 1920 or whatever, when automobiles are starting to be a thing. So I don't know if every generation kind of thinks that way or or what. What do you think? Um, you know, I think you just got to step back and try to look at it for what it really is. You know, there's, there's so many benefits to technology. Um, I, I, I think the most negative, the neg, I think the most negative thing to come from technology probably in this day and age is social media platform and just media in general. There's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of just, just addiction and, and, and just uh, just false you know identifications you know yeah. people are showing you know n- not who they really are and they're just trying to they're trying to to maximize the amount of serotonin they receive with every yeah. picture that they post to get as many likes as possible and i yeah. don't know if that's if that's healthy for the human psyche over time no, that's why but, I deleted Instagram because, like, I yeah. was realizing I cared way too much about if someone followed or unfollowed me, especially yeah. like to people I'd like probably never even see again, like random obscure people that like, I don't know. I I feel like it's important to to know who the homies are and just kind of operate within that because, dude, at the end of the day, there's people that are there for you and there's people that really aren't. If someone follows you on Instagram, that doesn't mean they're there for you. Also. <laughs> If they don't follow you, it doesn't mean they don't. But it it becomes like, dude, such like, I don't know. There's also such a dominance hierarchy in it too, where you're trying to show dominance by the number of likes or how you appear in your pictures and stuff. And it's, it's a very much not truthful too, or sometimes it is, but most people, they're trying to portray themselves in the best possible light, which... Honestly, why wouldn't you try to do that, I guess? But at the same time, it just isn't a healthy way to try to always portray yourself as perfect. It's better to understand that flaws are part of human condition. And I'm not saying just to be like, well, I have flaws. There's nothing to do about it. But embrace them, understand them as part of you, but also try to improve, if if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. um, There's a lot of... um false senses of validation that come with social media for sure yeah um you know i think a lot of i I, it's very hard it's very difficult to say if social media is directly just 
kind of making our overall population dumber or if a dumb population that was already dumb to begin with is just using social media a lot that's hard that's that's hard to distinguish but to be honest i i i think i think a lot of i i think a lot of the negatives you know that come from social media will are starting to come to light and people are going to start recognizing it and then we're going to do exactly what humans do and just start doing the opposite you know yeah. it's 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 like when humans you know or america started to get kind of noticeably obese and now there's like yeah. a very big movement to even though there's still a lot of obese people in our country there's a very big movement to be healthy you know a lot of active people that are running and working out and lifting like america i i, I could be completely wrong about this but i'm almost certain america has probably the most gyms out of any country in the world you know with the most people that are constantly going to a gym to actively work out lift weights you know just to better themselves right but, i could um, see that i could see that for sure you know, it's it, it's just that uh, it, it's a balance that we strike. Once we go too far left, we'll uh, we'll recognize it and yeah. we'll start to steer the other way. But yeah, for sure. My old physics teacher in high school was saying, I don't know how many years he'd been teaching by the time we had him. He's at least been teaching since the 90s. I had him in probably like 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he noticeably saw that kids were keep scoring lower and lower like as the years went by which was kind of an interesting thing because we didn't start off that way we generations became that way and i think having stuff instantaneous like being able to just google whatever makes the mind like not work as hard and you start kind of thinking differently like i'm not saying people don't still work hard but there's there's a different expectation there a little bit and uh dude honestly I'm on my phone way too much. I just, sometimes I just want to like throw it out a window or whatever and just like start living life without it, dude. But <laughs> how hard do you think it would be for someone our age not to have a phone? It would definitely be very, very uncomfortable for most people. Yeah. Phone is a very, uh, it's an easy escape. <laughs> yeah. No, um, dude, for sure. I, don't know. I guess it really depends on how much, uh, how many hobbies that you have that you like to enjoy and distract yourself with? Because that's all phone is, just an easy distraction. But if you can if you can fill that hole with, you know, doing other things, if you like to read, if you like to yeah. – if, if physical activities are always really good, um, you know, whatever it is. Right. For most yeah. people, it would be really difficult, including myself. But Yeah, dude, me too. I, I want to try it. I go back and forth. Like there is sometimes over like summer vacation where I'd have it like off for like nine hours straight during the day. Cause I'd like intentionally try not to use it. Then other days, like, dude, my screen time, like Apple shows you like how long the screen's on. And granted, sometimes I just put YouTube on and just like, leave it there. I'm not like watching. I'm just listening to music, but like it averages around like seven hours or something insane like that. I'm like, Oh God, dude. So I I really, those are rookie numbers compared to some people, (laughs) people that are swiping all day long on Instagram or, or whatever, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't follow it. No, no, dude, that's, that's good. But it's interesting too, how like, dude, you can, you can basically go on an app and, uh, get food delivered to your house you yeah, get on it's... an app and like find someone that's, uh, you can be romantically interested in <laughs> like there's apps for like so much stuff that it's kind of just everyday, like human interactions, I feel like are becoming less. 
and people I feel like are becoming a little more either antisocial or awkward. Like I know when we were on campus feels like 57 years ago, but uh, <laughs> especially like, cause you commuted too. So you know that uh, the commuter shuttle and stuff, uh, dude, I'd always try just to like start talking to the person next to me or something. And dude, so much of the time, someone wouldn't say the first word to me, but if I start a conversation, could be talking for like 20 minutes straight about dude who knows what but uh people i feel like really want that human interaction but we've gotten to the point where uh we're so much in our phones and i think new england has something to do with that too i feel like our part of the country tends to be that way anyways people are very much kind of just into their own life or not into their own life but they kind of they're doing their thing and they're not necessarily like going to be super friendly to the person at the store whatever but the same way with new england probably with the winters and stuff i feel like when someone's in your circle they're in your circle dude like they're kind of yeah. there for you so there, yeah. there's two sides to it it's like there's an intensity to the relationship so it is harder to make those relationships with people but once you have it it's it's a good thing kind of you know what i mean yeah no it's definitely um you know, it's, it's, a, it's a matter if you can get in that circle or not. I've, I've been fortunate enough to, um, when I graduated high school, I, I have a really strong group of friends that I know I'll have strong bonds with, you know, until, until my life is inevitably over. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it's it, people being lonely sucks. You yeah. know, no one wants, no one wants to be lonely. You know, everyone, everyone needs some kind of social friend of some sort i think that's something that that is one positive light of um of of cell phones computers just the internet as a whole you know even though people are generally isolated we're still at the same time connected you know people are still talking people are are making memes sharing it with each other making videos sharing it with each other you know talking on forums and you you know just completely have you can have no idea who you what the person looks like you know whoever you're yeah. talking to you know wherever they are in the world but you're you're talking to them you're getting in their mind they're getting into yours yeah but um it's... Dude, i love the mtv show catfish you just mentioned talking to someone you don't know what they look like just maybe start <laughs> thinking of that show <laughs> word i i don't think i've ever i not watched mtv since like since they stopped playing music on yeah. tv back in however long ago that was dude i i don't blame you there's not much good content besides catfish and even that's debatable but yeah, you're not missing out on like Jersey Shore or anything, dude. You're better off without it. But uh, I was going to say, yeah, dude, it's it's really good being able to be connected all the time. But at the same time, at least for me, like kind of trying to get like creativity flowing and stuff, I, I feel like it's hard because I'm always connected to stuff. Sometimes I just feel like I need to put up walls and just kind of go inside myself more than outside, which mm-hmm. I feel... Granted, it's a matter of me shutting off my phone and keeping it off, so I can't really blame technology too much. But I think there is an addictive quality to it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of. We're just so used to that serotonin spike when you open your phone. You get messages, and you get to respond to, and you go yeah. through your usual habit of whatever you do on your phone. You know, everyone has their habits, you know, scrolling through. I personally, for example, I like to go through Snapchat is my main, yeah. my main, um, my main way of, of 
messaging people basically replace texting for the most part oh yeah um, i have i have a meme app that i like to like to browse get my get my good source daily source of memes oh nice too through, so i'm staying on top of those um and you know and you have at your fingertips the entire internet at your hands you got active news articles you got you can look anything up if you want um you, know, you can follow stocks very easily which is very nice yeah. i'm sure you've been aware of uh, oh yeah what's going on with gamestop <laughs> recently that's been really very very interesting stick yeah. it to the uh stick it to the billionaires a little bit but, yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah. <laughs> but yeah so yeah no it definitely definitely has helped life in so many ways just kind of with everything every, everything that's powerful and makes a difference it, there's a double-edged sword uh where yeah. you gotta make sure to keep the balance and like you said we tend to be able to kind of recalibrate when we need to it just takes reaching a certain point and yeah. dude i think with me the thing that makes me want to get better about being on my phone less is because hopefully dude someday i'm gonna have kids and i can't think of anything worse than them being a one-year-old just tied to like an iphone watching paw patrol on it like all day yeah i i, I would not let that happen yeah um, I, I see i've thought about that i i'm definitely gonna that's why i really like outdoor physical activities because if you yeah. get your kid interested in something like that and excited about it you know yeah. the phone is one thing they're they're always gonna have a phone to go back to when it's the end of the day and they're inside and they're relaxing but you know yeah. if you can get them outside doing something physical that they can work on improve at and and struggle with at the same time right it's um you're gonna inst you're gonna help instill that discipline if you give them appreciation for for what it's like to struggle you know it's yeah. a lot easier to overcome the discipline needed to you know do what you want to do put that phone down go do something go teach yourself something you know go go right. do something difficult that you're gonna struggle at and you want to overcome you want to learn something new you want to yeah. you know you want to get stronger better at but absolutely it's um it's it's a discipline thing and i i think it can really if you're if you're going to keep your kid inside a lot then it's going to be easy for them to just be like yeah i just want to i want to sit on my phone and just want to play little games right. and watch videos and watch watch tiktok and stuff yeah. like that but um not nah, take take him outside take okay. him take him on hikes make him skateboard dude, dude absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah dude with longboarding and stuff i've been trying to get out more because dude i've always i've always been an indoors person for the most part i've been trying <laughs> trying cat. to change that yeah indoor cat dude but when i was growing up dude i'd read a ton i i really don't read that much anymore and like yeah technology is part of it dude i just need to shut it off a book I did read recently, though, over winter break was uh, Post Office by Charles Bukowski. I don't know if you're okay. familiar with Bukowski at all. I'm not. Dude, there, I, I think I heard like four different songs by four different like punk bands that referenced Bukowski before I was like, I need to look this dude up. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like this uh, poet and author from like, I forget when he was from like, the 60s or 70s or something like that maybe the 80s i don't know sometime in the 1900s <laughs> word but uh dude it was it was kind of kind of interesting i the back of the book said something about like this guy's three main vices were like alcohol horse racing and women and uh <laughs> he was just like this drunk that worked at the post office this is all fictional but uh i forget the main character's name but it was something very similar to charles bukowski like you could tell it was basically autobiographical without being autobiographical gotcha. and it's like it was like a little gritty and stuff but i really liked the whole story and he was he's kind of introspective and 
I don't know, just a drunk working at the post office. <laughs> hey, man, if you like what you do, you're living a good life. Yeah, he, he did not like it at all. Oh. <laughs> How do you not like being drunk? Yeah. Working at a post office with horses? Yeah. Dude, I wish there were horses. This is a little farther. I, I guess it was probably the 60s or 70s then. Okay, it wasn't, gotcha. wasn't like 1901. Okay. Uh, Still, sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I was talking... Varies from person to person. Yeah, I, I was talking to um, the the postman. Oh, dude, what are they called? I just forgot the name. Uh, the, the guy the, that brings the mail. The, the, the postman, yeah. <laughs> that is, that is what's, what it's called? Okay. I only do emails now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I, I was talking to that guy the other day, like, because he sees me out shoveling after a storm, and we just, like, chat for a little bit. I was like, this guy's so nice, and he seems to, like, enjoy his job for the most part. I was like, good for this guy. Dude, there's, there's a lot to be said for that. There's yeah. so many people that are just miserable with what they do and they live for the weekend, which yeah. like, honestly, sometimes that's just reality, but I feel like there's ways you can kind of change that and try to try to enjoy what you do more. But dude, I have that problem too, where even if it's something I enjoy, like lyric writing, like I can accidentally make it feel like work and then I don't even want to do that. So I think it's a mindset sort of thing where, like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I got to kind of balance stuff. And, dude, songwriting is tough anyways because I, I guess you can kind of brute force it like anything. And if you just put the hours in, it'll kind of come. But inspiration is kind of a part of it, too, like, more than with, like, physical stuff. So it's kind of hard. Like, I can spend, like, hours trying to write something when I don't have inspiration, even if I really want to write it just doesn't come. But then, dude, I can be in the shower. I can give you, like, a verse and a chorus and, like, part of the bridge in, like, ten minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it's... That would be, uh, that'd be... That'd be cool to... <laughs> if we could figure out a way to exploit that somehow. I don't know if, that, I don't yeah. know if that's possible, but... Just have I me mean, shower I... all day, every day, and I'll pump out lyrics yeah, just, like no just, one's business. <laughs> just don't stop showering, and you'll, yeah. you'll have a... <laughs> you'll have... You'll be, like, every song in the top 10 billards will yeah. just all be by jack flood speaking of jack um i yeah. saw on your um or was listening to your other um podcast your actual name is john yeah i i don't think i ever knew that yeah dude a lot of so, people don't like actually it just it never comes up but my parents when i was young they really liked the name jack but they didn't know like they wanted if i became a lawyer or something to have like a more formal name because i guess jack is kind of informal it's like that's so weird huh. yeah so yeah the, it, it's one thing it's one name where the nickname really doesn't seem anything like it besides it having a j and also it's the same amount of letters as john so it's not like we saved any letters <laughs> it's, it's just um it's funny that your parents um have the perspective of one name being more formal than the other yeah well which i i can see it too maybe it's because they've told me that since i was young that i i see it that way but I don't know. There, there's some names that just seem more more formal, like James Mom's or Thomas very... versus like Jaden. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like names like those are just um, I, I, John, James, Adams or Thomas or whatever. Those are all like embedded names with with very historical figures. You know, old historical yeah. figures that have done great things. Um, that's interesting though. Yeah. Unlike uh, who's a. Uh, Who's a, who's a Jack out there that that just did some mischievous things in their life? I honestly can't think of one. Jack the Ripper. 
What did he do? I know that name. I don't know what he, he did, was, though. He was like a serial killer or something. Oh. In, like, yep. old England or whatever. Don't want that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, makes no, sense. No. yeah. Don't want, don't want, don't want the serial killer lawyer. I want John. I want, I want yeah. a presidential lawyer. Yeah, dude. There we go, dude. John Flood. But uh in in my capstone class, uh so I'm building a guitar pedal with my group, mm-hmm. and we were doing a presentation last semester, and uh the professor asked like a question afterwards. He was like, "Yeah, I have one question. Which one of you guys plays guitar?" And I was like, "Oh, that's me." He was like. Okay, that makes sense because Jack Flood sounds like a fake rock star name. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, no, if your name was John, it would have made less sense to him. John Flood does not hit yeah. the, uh, hit that guitar, Nick, as the, as Jack does. Dude, exactly, cool. especially if I spelled Jack with two Ks instead of a CK. Dude, you, you don't get more heavy metal rock than that. star, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah. also, dude, I love seeing that. So I had Dylan fill out this pre-interview kind of questionnaire, and one of the questions was top five albums because I just love to know that about people. Dude, I didn't expect Avenged to Sevenfold to be on there, but I was yeah. happily surprised that it was. Were you? Yeah, no, I've uh, I've loved Avenged Sevenfold since um, probably sixth or seventh grade. I think Call of Duty is what introduced them to oh, me. Yeah. But um, they're they're honestly a fantastic band, very very talented. Dude, that's they're awesome. I don't know them way too well, but like I respect them. I know a couple songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you also listen to Five Finger Death Punch or no? I've uh, I dipped my toes into Five Finger Death Punch. I know a few of their songs. I don't I don't really know their albums the way I do Avenged Sevenfold. But uh, right, I, I, I have they have a, a Five Finger Death Punch has a very unique sound, and I've I've enjoyed what I listen to. Yeah, coming coming down or under and over it or um, uh, remember everything. I think there's there's there's, yeah. there's they have a lot of good songs. Oh, definitely. Would you say they're uh, kind of similar to Avenged Sevenfold or no? I don't know Avenged Sevenfold enough to. I they I mean they both have very distinct sounds, but yeah. I, I guess genre wise they're pretty similar relatively. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I was dude another uh, mention of the punk rock MBA dude on YouTube, but uh, he he calls like Five Finger Death Punch's genre like forget what he called it like army wife metal or something <laughs> <laughs> no that makes perfect sense honestly yeah yeah, Which yeah is... no if if if, if five finger death punch is like army wife metal event sevenfold is just like uh it's like metal grateful dead yeah kind of. <laughs> dude that, that's awesome you a big fan of the grateful dead uh, kind of. I, I I don't know them as well as Ben Sevenfold, but kind of like yeah. Five Finger Death Punch. I've dipped my toes. Um, they have a lot of good songs as well. Nice, yeah. Dude, to listen to. I don't know too many. I know I forgot what it was called, but there was a song, uh, that Counting Crows covered, and it was originally a Grateful Dead song. Hmm. And I know that okay. song. <laughs> Can't think of the name now either. But uh, yeah. So dude, there's a lot of good music out there. For sure. There is. There's so much music. Not not enough time to be able to enjoy it all. But luckily, yeah. there's just so much. I have, uh, I have so much that uh, endless endless enjoyment from yeah. from what I'll be able to experience. And Spotify does an amazing job at at uh at just you know streamlining it right right to my phone, which is another good thing about the cell phone. But oh, uh, dude, for sure, dude, discovering music is so much easier now. And dude, it's honestly, so easy. like. I feel like in a, in a day, most of my enjoyment comes from music, I feel like. So mm-hmm. yeah. just like listening to like all this different stuff. And I think I was telling you the other day, I've been on a huge Avril Lavigne kick lately, mm-hmm. which like I never really listened to her too much. Like some of her stuff like is just kind of 
kind of a little sugary like her song i i don't like your girlfriend i think you need another <laughs> like stuff like that i, I don't really like that's that's avril levine yeah yeah Oh, okay. I got that. Yeah, that skater boy and then complicated too. Like the one that's like, why is everything got to be so damn complicated or whatever? I, huh. I'm i not okay. even going to try the melody now. I barely, <laughs> barely got the lyrics out. But, Sounded on point. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. So, Monotone uh, melody. <laughs> yeah, her first two albums, like to a degree, like some of it kind of really rocked, which was awesome. She had like a live like mini album from when she was doing a concert in Dublin, Ireland, like back in 2003, dude, she was doing a Metallica cover. Like I forget what song it was, but dude, it was heavy and I was digging it a lot. (laughs) Like, cause kind of think she's like a little kind of punky, but she's also, she was kind of like a pop star. She was like the edgier version of Taylor Swift when Mm. I feel like they both kind of came out around the same time, but Mm. um, she has some good stuff for sure. She just, or Mod Son, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was like kind of like a feel good rapper for a while, like and uh, stuff. Don't but think I am. He's kind of dude. A lot of those guys have been kind of taking a turn now. Machine Gun Kelly's like the same way. They kind of get more into like the pop punk sphere. And uh, Mod Son just released a song called Flames with Avril Lavigne. Dude, it was a fantastic song. Like I know it's very early in 2021, but in my opinion, it's probably going to be the best song of the year. Like (laughs) just dude, I'll check it out. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it gives such like a throwback to um, like early two thousands, but it also like rocks hard too. And like in the music video too, mod sons like playing the drums and like he's back to back with Avril Lavigne. Who's like playing piano, just Mm. like a really well done music video too. Wow. So yeah, I love, I love covers, um, song covers of, uh, that take like a, a, a poppy song and then they put like that rock twist on it and yeah song, for for me for my taste it just becomes instantly better Dude, like absolutely. Um, um for example you know the song stitches by sean mendes yeah yeah for sure um there's a cover there's a punk rock cover and it's just like the guitar just goes harder and the vocalist just has a more just punky sound yeah and it's just oh, i vibe with it so hard that, that that's one of the songs that i have like kind of specific attached memories to um yeah uh, one of those questions that you asked on on that pre-interview um right yeah it's just uh very very enjoyable yeah. that's awesome have you ever listened to i forget if it was fearless records or who put them out but there were some albums they're like probably like at least eight volumes they were called uh punk goes pop and it's just a ton of like the kind of 2000s 2010s like I think... pop punk bands like doing covers of like mainstream songs i think that might be the um i think that might be who covered stitches oh i I could be wrong i could be wrong yeah i know they have i think that was the origin though but yeah right okay okay awesome yeah it's a compilation of they have like different different pop punk bands like i think i forget who originally did like cable car or it was one of those kind of really like soft rock 2000 songs i know uh Mm a day to remember did a cover of that okay yeah those those are the uh i'm sorry i was gonna say those dudes can go hard they go from like I don't know, sometimes like kind of acoustic stuff to like borderline like metalcore or whatever. Yeah. Like... Yeah, no, it's cool how um, it's cool how much you can change the sound of a song that's already been written to make it sound completely different and just had a, a whole new layer of enjoyment to it. You know, that's a cool thing about music is just how the slightest variations you can make to it to a song or whatever, and it's suddenly just a, a different sound that 
you can just enjoy it in a different light. But I, I've heard the um, All Star by um, uh, um, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Oh yeah. man, thank you. Uh, no I've, heard the, I've heard the punk cover for Smash uh, All Star, and it's that's quite enjoyable. Dude, yeah. I need to check that out. I don't think I've heard that one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, very cool. Dude, that's awesome. But uh, so Dylan, if you ever want to work on your vocal cords, I'd I'd be happy to take you in as a lead singer. I feel like we'd be a great musical duo, dude. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that. I um I know that you asked me that question not long ago through text, but um yeah, I I actually like kind of. Uh, somewhat practice my vocal cords over the past year not consistently not consistently right. enough and I, the, the, there's a lot of headway i think i need to make but um you know it's something i'd like to be able to get a really strong grasp on it'd be cool to have a yeah. good control over your vocals where it literally just becomes a a powerful instrument you know oh dude for just sure yeah, dude. So keep me posted. Yeah, the way you were talking about it, like over text, is like he definitely has some experience with this. So like, I was like, he he seems like he's downplaying it now. When I asked, and you were like, nah, not really. I was like, he's definitely definitely been practicing. <laughs> I've had I, I've had a little practice, but you know, all that's just been from stemmed of from car drives where I'm just yeah. going along <laughs> with the song or whatever. It's not like I'm I'm taking the time sitting here, you know, in my home, dedicated dedicating a right. couple hours to just doing that, but. Yeah, I, you know, it's something I'd like to work on more, but yeah. Yeah, so, dude, we'll see. Yeah, hit me up. Everyone listen to this podcast. Me and Dylan are going to be rock stars in five years. Check us out. Yeah, I Jack was going to say Dylan. 10, but I'm I'm bringing the deadline down to five. Or if we have a deadline, we'll, we'll, we'll push progress. Dude, there we go. And talk about van life. You'll you'll be all over the country in a van uh, for touring, dude. Absolutely. I'm ready for it. Get, get ready. Get your bootstrap because uh, we're going in the woods. Dude, there we go. Yeah, we're... We'll uh, have concerts at like camping venues. Yep, yep. yep. It's uh, it's Woodstock Redux, twenty first style, dude. Twenty first century style. It'll be perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I, th I think this is a good ending for the episode. So say goodbye good. to all the listeners, Dylan. Thanks dude. for listening, guys.